This is the stinking truth. In a league where scoring is is down uh, dramatically, lowest it's been in 13 years, and this is two years in a row in which scoring has has been down in the NFL. Don't tell that to the Lions and the Chargers. Mm. Easily the most entertaining game of the week, 41-38, decided finally at the end by a last-second field goal, Mm -hmm. one of five walk-off field goals, by the way, to uh, to end it, which has never happened before in NFL history. But uh, fun show put on by Detroit and the Chargers. Man, the Lions, I don't know if they're ready Mm. to make a run to the Super Bowl yet, but, boy, they are going to be a major thorn in a Philadelphia or San Francisco side. Yeah, I think Dallas. Yeah, I think they're they're one of those teams that, um, you know, they'll – at times, they they play to the level of the competition, so to speak. You know, they'll get in a shootout. Defensively, I've seen them be really poor, and I've seen them be really good. Um, last week, you know, giving up big plays over the top defensively, um, and their their inability to consistently rush the passer, which seems kind of odd to me, but they haven't had a consistent pass rush enough of the time. Um, but I will I will tell you offensively, you know, when you talk to Dan Campbell, the way he wanted to build his football team, and it started with offensive line. And if you ask him and talk to him about, like, what's the strength of your team? Our offensive line. He does not hesitate. Mm-hmm. Our offensive line is the strength. That's how we built this thing. And then you go back and look at the way they ran the ball. Um, between Montgomery and, uh, and Gibbs, it was unreal the way they ran the ball last weekend. Um, and just the physical nature, they're just a wide zone, tight zone, you know, cutback football team. They'll mix in, obviously, like everybody, some gap stuff, but really good running the football. And Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, the connection that he has had and the way he presents the game to Jared Goff and the way Jared Goff has accepted the coaching and saying, okay, here's a different way to look at, you know, you've run curl flat your whole life this way, or you've run, you know, double slant your whole life. You've run all these these concepts your whole life this way, but here's just a little different nuance or a different way to look at things. Um, they have this unbelievable connection, and I've said this, you know, Jared Goff has played his way into a top kind of, you know, six, seven, eight, type of quarterback, maybe five top five quarterback in this league. Yep. And, um, you know, they had another great game last week. I think he threw two put, two touchdowns without any picks. And, um, and you know, you're getting that kind of production. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is, is a phenomenal – he's a football player. You know, he's one of those receivers that's just a football player. That was a shootout. Um, but, again, I, I would imagine, you know, watching – going back and watching it and, and looking at – you know, looking at what was going on. I mean, it, I'm sure it's the the Lions had all these rushing yards and were more balanced and everything else. And I'm sure the Chargers were, you know, all about throwing the football, you know, 80 million times. And, uh, you know, and they, and they had unbelievable production. You know, guys like, uh, you know, guys like... Uh, Keenan Allen, Keenan 11 Allen catches, was, yeah. 175 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, but, you know, that's, that's just the way the Chargers are... Are structured, but you know, speaking of uh, statistical porn, again, you look at the uh, Lions. You had Jared Goff, twenty-three of thirty-three, three hundred thirty-three yards, those two touchdowns, and then they ran the ball thirty-one times for two hundred yards with a nice <sighs> five hundred plus yards of offense. David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, um, yeah, you know, carrying equal loads there. So it's it's kind of like Pittsburgh, but with 
a better passing yeah, attack. Yeah, there's and no question about it. No so question. So is where would you put Detroit? What, what your message to Lions fans would be what? Your team can be this fill in the blank. What? How far can they go this year? Your your team your team has the chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Really? Oh yeah. Or your team has the chance to get into the playoffs and lose in the uh, in the very first round. Like that's who they like that to me. They're gonna be in every game. So if you lose, you're losing a close one. But they are. I think they're that talented. I think their receiving core is that talented. I think their O line. They can run it. They can throw it. We saw that. I think the one thing that scares me a little bit defensively, um, they are prone to give up big plays at times. They are prone, um, like I said, not to get enough pressure on the quarterback. That that scares me a little bit. You know, I like to give you grief about your love of the Shanahan's. Mm-hmm. And sure you do. With uh, with with San Francisco struggling of late, mm-hmm. losing what was it three in a row? Yeah, I enjoyed giving you grief, but. Deep down, I understood that this is a good San Francisco team. Yeah. And they got some guys back healthy for this game. And, boy, they went out and sent a very clear message. Do not, do not yeah. forget about the 49ers. That, that's a good Jacksonville team. And they hammered them 34-3. to Absolutely. Um, obviously, they had Debo back. Uh, they had the full complement of offensive weapons, healthy McCaffrey, um, Ayuk, uh, you know, George Kittle was huge. I think he only had three catches, but he had over a hundred yards receiving some big plays down, um, down the sideline. So like all those things, when they're orchestrating that way, their ability to run the ball, I tell you the other thing is some of the play design, they ran an orbit sweep off a tight end jet motion that was just unbelievably well designed and executed you know where you're like oh my gosh that because you know that how they set those things up you know how Kyle Shanahan will run a play even if it's not a very good even if it only is netting two yards of play and he'll run it three times just to set up the one explosive off of it so like that's one of the things about running the football that's imperative is if you really run it well I mean, if you not, not even well, let me amend that. If you run it with frequency, run it with frequency, then you know what? You will have opportunity. Frequency in the run game equals opportunity in the pass game. And so even if you're only getting two yards of care, this is what a lot of young offensive coordinators don't understand. They run it once or twice at two yards, and they're like, ah. Well, we're gonna to have to throw it all the time, but you keep with that frequency. I never write this down, Mike. This is that's a really good. Sometimes I got to get my handy dandy notebook, but yeah. that just popped into my head. Yeah. That is a really, it's really way better than this is. So, folks, frequency. what you're what you're looking at right now, this is this is kind of like um, Benjamin Franklin or Equals. Newton. You know, some of the great great discoveries in our lifetime. How they came to pass. Yes. Same thing with Mark Schlereth. There it Schlereth, is. Schlereth, Franklin. Schlereth, Newton, no difference. Right there. Frequency equals opportunity. So frequency, and we'll put (laughs) a little R there for running in the passing game. So you just genius. You know what you guys just saw? You just witnessed. uh, You just witnessed um, absolute genius from a football acumen standpoint, and I just want to say this to everybody out there, you're welcome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so if you run it enough and if you're committed to it enough, 
and you show you show that particular play over and over and over again. When you show it, you know what happens to defensive players? Because defensive players, let's be honest. Yeah, like can we be honest just between us? They're stupid. The... Oh. Defensive players are dumb. That's why they play defense, Mike. They're not smart enough to play offense. Uh -huh. Why do you think DBs play DB? Because they not... failed at wide receiver. Oh, That's why they play this DB. Is, is everybody not, knows that. This is not how you make friends and influence that, people. Everybody knows that. This is not. Why, why do you become a tight end? Because people realize you're too smart for the defensive end position. Jeez. That's what ends up happening. Or how do you become a defensive end? You were a tight end that was just a little too dumb to understand all the motions so wait minute, wait and minute, the shifts. Wait a minute. Didn't you, didn't you tell me once that in college you started out on defense and then you moved to offense? Would you suddenly get smart overnight? No, 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 no. See, this is you've missed part of the story. I started out on offense, and I was so gifted athletically. Uh-huh. They decided to move me to defense from offensive line. So I'm one of the rare people that ever transitioned from offensive line to defensive line. And then after I got hurt, they realized injuries slowed down a little bit. He's too smart for this place. So you got to move him back over <laughs> to the offensive side of the ball. I guess I have it all. <laughs> Speed, athleticism, quickness, humility, agility, humility, and intelligence. A lot of idities. Idities. <laughs> I am big into the idities. So San Francisco on games like this, they yeah. show how multiple they are. They can beat you with their offense. They can beat you with their defense. Mm -hmm. But when you, if I press you and say, okay, the identity, the hallmark, the rock, the foundation of what San Francisco is, is what their offense or their defense. Oh shoot! I think I think it's their offense, um, and again, their ball control, um, their play design, uh, their their play design that create explosives. Mike, um, their play design that creates explosives allows their defense. It's a perfect complement to their defense. It allows their defense to consistently play with the lead and consistently create opportunities um, to attack the ball, intercept the ball. And you look at last week or you look at Sunday, I think they had five or six, um, five or six sacks. And that was a big thing in the three-game losing streak we talked about, their inability to rush the quarterback all of a sudden. And a lot of that was because um, they weren't producing offensively. So I think the offense leads to defensive production. Um, and that is the nature, in a nutshell, of complementary football. And I think the Niners are as good as it gets when it comes to that kind of stuff. Boy, if the Dallas Cowboys could play the New York Giants every week, they'd be coasting to a Super Bowl championship. Two yeah. games against well, the – you could say that pretty uh, much about, about anybody okay. that plays the Giants. Good if point. you could just line up against the Giants every week. Fair point. Dude, they had – 89 to 17 in the two games this year. Well, they had Danny DeVito playing quarterback Maybe for him. Tommy DeVito, but yeah. Yeah. Who admitted this past week that he still lives at home. Right. His mom makes his bed. And, right. Which is a pretty good deal, actually, when you think about it. There's, not, there's nothing wrong. Like, <laughs> hey, don't be in a hurry to grow up. Right? Even, though, even if you're the starting quarterback for the New York Giants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if you are. Like, hey, I got time. I got time. Don't rush. Don't rush right into it. Plus, I would suggest also for Tommy DeVito not to – 
Russian anything too. Like yeah, I don't. You might want to rent, not buy. Yeah, right? you know, I don't know how long you're going to be in the Jersey area. So, uh, no, good for him, man. Good for him for getting a start. We, you know, we kid because we care. But uh, boy, I tell you what, the the Giants. Uh, you're 100 right, boy. They they really stink. They're bad. So where are we at with the Cowboys? You know, you know that so much of the the national media out there just is looking for every opportunity to crown the Cowboys. You are the biggest Cowboy skeptic I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do you take anything from this performance from that game? No, anything. no, no. I mean, it's it's the Giants. The Giants are a bad. The Giants are a bad football team. Um. You know, so, I mean, you can't take – didn't they get blown out by the Raiders right after the Raiders fired Josh McDaniels? I mean, it, it, they're a bad football team. That's all That's all you can say about them. And, you know, the, the Cowboys, when there's not a lot on the line, man, they are world beaters. When there's not a lot of pressure, they are big time. But, you know, when they line up against somebody who's good, it's like the Miami Dolphins, they yeah. – they, just aren't the same football team. So if I was handicapping the NFC right now, and I said, okay, what are your, what are your, you know, like, how's your hierarchy yeah. of, of good football top teams? Top five teams. Top five. Rank them. One through five. All right. I'll, off the top of my head, I, I, I probably go, I probably go Philly. Then I'd probably go San Fran. Mm-hmm. Then I think I would go Detroit. Right. Then I think I would go probably Dallas. And then who would round that out? Who would who would be the next? Cool. I, mean, I mean, Seattle. Mm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's a big drop off. Yeah, it is a big drop off. But that okay. That's my. There's my top. So of of the division winners, right? We just named all the division winners. Um. So of the division with the East, I mean in Minnesota, I mean, yeah, because you, you got you yeah. got basically after those big four there, you got Seattle at six and three, Minnesota six and four, New Orleans five and five, Tampa no, four. No. I mean, it's just a yeah, big I, so, so. But I think I think uh, of the big four, Dallas is fourth out of four. Okay, that does that. I think that's fair. and your your message to Seahawks fans would be what? My message to Seahawks fans, yeah. Are, Six and three. Yeah, I, I like you guys. As long as you don't play, <laughs> as long as you don't play any of those four teams, <laughs> I fine. like you guys. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm. A, that's, that's like. That's like. That's kind of a little like, pat on the head, you know. Yeah. Send you along your way, type thing. Huh? Yeah. That's when. Okay. That's when the first three girls you asked to the prom said no. You go with the fourth. You go with uh-huh. the one that says yes. Okay. You know, the fourth down the line. So if if if. Dallas. How was that, by the way, for you when the when three girls turned you down for the prom? I'm just impressed, you little shaver, that you just kept on going. You're like the little engine that could. Yeah. Right? Well, it's it's uh I exhibit a lot of good stick to it. Exactly. You just stuck with it. You just keep asking until somebody says yes. Eventually somebody's gonna say yes. Right. I mean, hey. Just cast a wide net. Make make seven outs out of every ten ABs, you're still going to the Hall of Fame. That was always my strategy. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.